Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. What up, y'all? It's that lover man, and welcome to another podcast. Oversaw by the one and only Combat Jack. I like to start this podcast off by saying, yo, yo, check it out, y'all. Bottles going off in the truck. We broke the wine, slapped the pastor. Didn't know Pop had asthma. He pulled out his blue Bible, change fell out his coat. Three condoms, two dice, one bag of dope. Ooh, Rev ain't right. His church ain't right. Deacon is a pimp. Tell by his eyes. Mrs. Park say, brother... Stocks meet you at the number spot. Heard you got red tops out, and I want a lot. Shirley fainted dead on the spot. Two usher slipped $80 right out the pot. Oh, shit. If you're a real hip-hop head like me, you know those lyrics. Those lyrics are Ghostface Killer lyrics from the song Woo Banger 101. 101. Woo Banger 101 off the album Supreme Clientele. And the reason why I said those lyrics is on February 8th, 2000, that album was released. Supreme Clientele by Ghostface Killer, his second studio album. That's right, February 8th. So that makes the album 22 years old. It came out on Epic Records. The album really kind of showcased uh, Ghostface's signature, uh, up-tempo, out-of-conscious type of rhyme style. Uh, Capadonna, The Jizza, Master Killer, Method Man, Raekwon, Red Man, RZA and You God and others on that album. Sir Shayla Ghost is on that album. Apollo Kids is on that album. I mean, yo, the joint went crazy, yo. For real, it did gold. Like, and it didn't really get a lot of radio. I mean, like Sir Shayla Ghost got some. Like, you could throw that joint on right now. And believe it's twenty two years old. You could put on Sir Shayla Ghost at, at at a party, and it rocks right now. I mean, come on, yo. The sound and the style is so different from Iron Man. Iron Man had came out uh, four years before that. Iron Man came out in 1996. That was his first solo album. And Ghost is really obscure and creative lyricism is really what stands out on this album. Like, I remember I, I was watching Drink, Drink Champs, right? And they, he was saying he just had came with a new style. 
And everybody was like, yo, so what is what does it mean? And he was like, yo, the shit don't mean nothing. Like he was just he was just saying a bunch of fucking words, yo. Like for real. For real. He went to Africa. I remember him saying he went to Africa. And uh and when he came back, you know, he wrote a lot of Supreme clientele in Africa. You know what I mean? And it enhanced his writing and it enhanced his lyricism. It's so different from his lyrics on on Only Built for Cuban Links or Iron Man. So we salute Ghostface's album, man. 22 years ago on February 8th, Supreme Clientele came out. And I'm not sure if that's my favorite album or not, man. Or from Ghostface. It's definitely top three to me, in my opinion, on Ghostface's album. Ghost has so much good stuff, man, that it's just hard to pinpoint anything out of his albums that you love more than anything else. We Made It is one of my favorite joints on there. Uh, the Fabulous Lord Superb, the first time you heard Superb is on here. You know what I mean? Yo, can, can you play me a little bit of We Made It, please? That shit right there, man. Life is the same challenge. Do the knowledge, recognize your talent. And if you live the streets, you better stay silent. Spotted at the Mirage, ghost face, swarmed by groupies, mingle among stars. I come and can't invade Mars. Highlight of the century, first bet place upon entry. Fainted when the book mentioned me. Keep balling, new systems, high sciences, drop the ghost listening. Track sizzling, Angelica, Judy Plum for bitches, goings, King Edison, bestsellers for niggas. Stay together, posted up truck, leaning on the bench in the max mouth, shot in 35 Ninja program. That shit right there, man crazy i just i just fucking love this album man for real i i i love this album crazy and incredible yo like ghostface is just out of the woo to me i love ghostface man i'm kind of disappointed because actually here in atlanta i'm supposed to go see the the jizza ghostface and raekwon the chef they're supposed to be at the Tabernacle here tonight in Atlanta. I was supposed to go see him, but they had to postpone the show because Ghostface is a little under the weather. So, Ghost, if you get a chance to hear this, brother, congratulations. Happy anniversary to Supreme Clientele, man. And I, I, I hope I get an opportunity to be in your presence again soon, brother. You are one of my favorite MCs of all time. You are an underrated MC, in my opinion. I love your music. I love your lyrics. I love the fact that you are not afraid to take chances. You know what I mean? Um, like Child's Play on, on Supreme Clientele. Um, can you play me a little bit of Child's Play? Pretty little Sally set up by the tree trunk. White mini skirt with a Betty Boo bump. She had an ass like Deborah Cock, face like Lauren, waist like a Coke bottle scoring. Pretty young thing, love the swings. At times she got my dingling hard. When she said push hard, she kept Vaseline. Open as she swung back, couldn't help her dress flew back. Now I'm held accountable right for my actions. Right before the Wallaby chant was rocking wallows. Drawing cards, sent the rap message through a bottle. Lines from Dolomite, few tips from Goins. Birthday, gave her 250 cent coins. Puppy love, gorgeous face, amazed by lip gloss. Cherry scent, when the princess spoke, yo, it bounced off. More like Ghost is just incredible. The Woodrow, the bass head, Woodrow, the bass head, uh, the skit on there. Can you give me a little bit of Woodrow, the bass head, please? 
Can you give me a little bit of the skit right before Child's Play when they talk about who you fuck, who you fuck? It is just all the guys talking. That's hilarious. I just... I fucking love this album, man. Supreme clientele, man. I love this album. I like the uh Wu Tang Clan doom, doom, the interlude. Wu-Tang Clan and Iron Man. That shit is so dope. Teach us how to raise our fam with modern economic plans. We will free all black man. Ba boom, boom, boom. Iron Man. And then the Rizzo's talking in the back. Oh, man, play me a little bit of that. Uh, Iron Man in the loop, man. Number two, please. Apollo Kids, crazy, yo, crazy, telling you, Ghostface Killer Supreme Clientele, if it's not in your collection, you don't have a collection. Now, Supreme Clientele really was not without controversy. Um, It really has, on, on the last song, Clyde Smith, it's a skit. Right, they really took a shot at uh 50 Cent because remember when 50 Cent did um How to Rob, he rhymed about how he was going to rob a lot of the popular recording artists, including several members of the Wu Tang clan. And, and the skit drew a response from 50 Cent, who later uh said something on it on an underground mixtape. Um, play a little bit of that Clyde Smith when they start talking, they were really talking about 50 Cent on this Clyde Smith, shit, yo. Yo, that nigga 50 Cent, that's, yo, I don't even know why he tried to do that little bum-ass shit right there. But I'm going to tell you something. You can say all them other nigga names, but niggas, niggas going to see you based on that, big daddy. I know why they ain't bark on you, because they ain't trying to let your little broke-ass trying to come in the game and act like they letting you live off their strength. You can't, you ain't even that big, dick. And if I see you up in here, I'm gonna have about 500 wolves on you. And that's, mwah, that's worth the everything, dope. You just fucked up. You fucked up bad. I don't even know, man. Matter of fact, I'm gonna kick you in your ass and all that shit. And take your little watch and all that. You know? But yo, like I said, 50, you a bird and niggas gonna see you.
Yeah, man. Lord Superb, uh, formerly of Raekwon's American Cream Team, and he's a collaborator of, of Ghostface, made claims that he had ghostwritten the entire album of Supreme Clientele. I don't, I don't, I don't believe that bullshit. I don't believe it. I know, I know he, he probably wrote on it. He was, he was on it. I know that. But in an interview with Rhapsody Music, Ghostface said, yeah, I was in Europe when I heard of uh, Tony Yayo had said something about uh, Perb. You know, um, and it was all good, man, because Perb was like Ray's man, and you know how they are. And they did, you know, people be in the studio, and they do shit together. He ain't ghostwrite that whole album. That's some bullshit. But he's absolutely on that album. Superb and a lot of the other cats that was on, on some of Ghostface joints that you may not know, you know, absolutely contributed to that album, you know, and Cherche La Ghost. I don't even know who the young lady is singing on Cherche La Ghost, man. You know, I just love that fucking album, man. It, and it, when it came out, it did receive critical acclaim, man. It, it, it's, it was the brand new chapter of the way in the, that the uh, Wu-Tang Clan was, was going in those days. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that album, man. The RZA produced on it. Um, Black Moses Art produced on that joint. Um, one with the with TMF, right? Um Juju produced that. Saturday night was produced by um Six July Brody Carlos. The Blacksmiths the Ghost Dini who features superb. Um Apollo Kids, which is the one with Raekwon. Um Hassan produced that. Don't go against the grain, the grain. That's him in the in the RZA. Uh RZA produced that. Can can we just Give me the part on Don't Go Against the Grain when they go, girl, cause of you, I'm hurting. Within my, within my heart. That, 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 that don't, the grain is a dope ass record, man. Don't go against the grain, the grain. Girl, because of you, I'm hurting. Within my, within my heart. I know it's not right to be flirting, but a relationship has to start. You're the one that I'm clocking. It's time for you to start talking. Don't want you to see me cry. This is why, this is why, this is why. I met this girl named Rhonda from way down yonder. Hey, yo, God, don't fuck with her. Yeah, Mighty Healthy. Uh, I'm sorry, the RZA did Buck 52 featuring Capadonna, Master Killer, Method Man, and Red Man, which is another fucking dope. Can you play, just play Red Man's verse off of Buck 50? This is how much I love this fucking album, yo. Shatter the windows, dust heads running yeah. The black king grin, bust the black Jesus Yo, coming. the words you talk, let it be the words you walk Body you in the bed where the nurses are Put your vein out, watch me insert the dart To the plagues from bricks to the Persian Gulf Light circuits off, 33rd of my brain is off That explains why my language off My gun aim and cough, y'all ain't trained to brawl Y'all more like in training brawls Wet behind the ear, you're not prepared For the project flow with extra stairs I pass out a vest to wear Yo, the hard wires starting bonfires Pull the mask so you know it's me And your weed got more seeds than ODB Can't smoke with ya Watch ghost tie rope to ya Death and who will open ya Love that shit uh, RZA did that one uh, Mighty Healthy uh, Allah Mathematics did that one Woodrow the Bass Head skit that I love I love that RZA did that 
Stay True, I didn't know, was produced by Inspector Deck. And that the 60-second assassin is on that joint. The streets is rough out here. The crack game came and had his years. What is a man to do, brother man? Stay true. Inspector Deck did that one, y'all. We made it. Love that shit. That's uh, superb Chip Banks and the Hellraiser. Um, Carlos uh, 6 July Brody did that one. Stroke of Death with Solomon Childs and the RZA. The RZA did that. Iron's theme, the intermission I played for y'all earlier, the RZA did that. Malcolm, a true to specialist, did that one. Who would you fuck the skit? The RZA did that one because he's all I can hear. I know RZA's voice. Child's played, the RZA did that. Shoshay Lagos featuring you, God. Um, Carlos, Carlos Best did that. And Wu Banger 101, I played a little bit of that for y'all. Um, that was uh, a lot of mathematics, and then the Clyde skit, the RZA, and the Irons theme. The conclusion is the RZA is the album is sixty four minutes and ten seconds, y'all. What an amazing, amazing body of work, man! And congratulations to all the guys that produced on all twenty one tracks on that album. Doesn't seem like you're listening to twenty one. I guess that's why he had an intermission on it, but. It's just an, an amazing body of work, man. And congratulations to Ghost for everything, but especially for an album that's 22 years old that you can still listen to Supreme Clientele today. Take a little Gatorade break. You can you can absolutely still listen to Supreme Clientele today, front to back. Front to back. The Dramatics is on it. I didn't know which song is the Dramatics on. They said the dramatic. He did say they, he did the Dramatics backed him up. On uh, and, and that's Madam Majestic, y'all, when I said I didn't know who sang on uh, uh La Ghost. Yep, and the Dramatics is on that joint. That's probably the Dramatics on the streets of rough out here. The crack came and came and had his years. What is a man to do? Because they're not... I don't see them listed on on the album as a feature. But I know he tells a story about he was shooting at somebody and uh and the dramatics was in the car. I know that one. Yeah. For real. That shit is so incredible, man. In twenty twenty it was ranked number four hundred and three on the Rolling Stones list of the five hundred greatest albums of all time. That's incredible. That's incredible. It came in number 403 on the Rolling Stones list of the 500 greatest albums of all time. That shows you, bro. That shows you how incredible Supreme Clientele was. That shows you right there. He's way more self-conscious as a storyteller on on this album, man. It's just a it's just a solid ass body of work, y'all. Like if you don't have it and you and you listening to this podcast, go get it and listen to it and tell me that you ain't feeling this. I, I, I have never met anybody who wasn't feeling the Supreme Clientele album. Nobody. Not one single person that doesn't put that in their top of Wu Tang albums. Like, of everybody's album, like, all of their albums. Like, you pick an album from each person 
that you like. Liquid Swords from the Jizza, you know, Return to the 36 Chambers, ODB, you know, the Purple Tape, of course, for Raekwon, and for me, Supreme Clientele, better than Iron Man. This is just my opinion. I like Supreme Clientele better than I like Iron Man. Some people might disagree with me, but I really love Supreme Clientele more than I like than I like Iron Man. Supreme Clientele is a dope-ass album. Congratulations again. I'm going to repeat it. Congratulations to Ghostface Keller. 22 years ago this week, February 8th, he drops that album. February is a good month, man. I just found out that... um. My program director, Todd Kavanaugh, on, on uh, my Chicago station, 104.3 Jams, uh, just uh, had a birthday on February 2nd. And I'm 10 days later. My birthday is Saturday, February 12th. Yes, another year around the sun. I'm just, I'm grateful, man. My birthday, I'm having, I'm having a little shindig in Atlanta. Few, few, a few close friends will be joining me, but nothing, nothing too extravagant. I'm not doing like I used to do, you know, a whole month of parties and the party damn near in every state and making sure I'm all-star weekend I had a party. I'm not I'm not doing that this year, man. I'm just just keeping it close. You know, coronavirus is still out there, the Delta virus is still out there, the Omicron virus is still out there, so I'm kind of staying staying close. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm just I'm just staying close. I'm not I'm not doing too much. But I see a lot of people out there doing too much. You know, speaking of somebody that's doing too much, come on, son. What the fuck is the deal with the baby having a fight in the bowling alley? Steve Rake! In L.A. You know it's, it's Super Bowl week, and we'll get to the Super Bowl and everything that's going on with the Super Bowl later on in the show. But it's Super Bowl week. And there's a lot of people in L.A., you know, counting down to the Super Bowl. A lot of people want to see the game. So his baby mom, I don't know if it's Danny Lee or Danny Lay. I don't want to. So I'm going to say both. Danny Lee Lay. Danny Lee Lay. Okay, I'm going to say Danny Lee or Danny Lay. Because I'm not quite sure what her last name is. Apparently, there was some words exchanged between the baby and her brother. Who happened to be there. And Fitz started fight flying. And you see the baby punch the kid. And then a bunch of his boys are swinging on him and hitting and kicking this kid on the bowling alley lanes, not on the actual oil. And it's fucking hilarious. These dudes are sliding all around. One dude got Danny Lay Lee's brother by his hair. He has braids in his hands, holding him by his head. They throwing him all across what gutter, this gutter, that gutter. And then all of a sudden you hear everybody yelling and screaming. And then it kind of breaks up. Now, because this went out on social media and we all got to see it, it's kind of like, damn, y'all. Like, like for real? Like, this is what it is? You know, violence in hip-hop again or violence associated with hip-hop, you know, is bad for the music and makes us look bad. And then there's a part of me that says good. But I would have liked to seen those two just fight. Not everybody jump on this kid. You don't, you can't get no wins if four, five of y'all jump one dude. And then my thought process is, who was he there with? You know, Danny Lay's uh, brother, who was he there? Where was his people? 
Did he just come to the bowling alley by himself? Did he come to the bowling alley with a girl? We didn't get to see what happened before the baby starts swinging on the dude. So we don't know if some shit was said between them or if he said something to the baby or did the baby just see the nigga and it was on that site. We don't know what happened. I didn't get the pre-fight. I just saw the fight shit. But there is a piece of me that says, all right, because they went at it with their hands. Now, the other three, four dudes that jumped in, that's some pussy shit. You can't claim a win over me if four of y'all jump me. Okay, now, if I'm Bruce Lee, I'm fucking all four of y'all's up all y'all up but this ain't a movie somebody's gonna grab somebody and unless you know how to arm bend somebody or you're an mma fighter or some shit it really doesn't end well when there's five guys or four guys on one person and especially on a bowling alley lane i'm an avid bowler y'all i love bowling i understand the game i i love to bowl i have a perfect game under my belt Right, I have a 300 from the United States Bowling Congress. I have a 300 on the books in league play. So it counts. I have 298s. I have 299s, but not in league play, in practice. But in league play, I have a perfect score, which means a lot. Okay, perfect. 300. Every fucking frame I had a strike. Okay, I know that when you throw that ball out there, it's oil out there. I know that. Even on the nights when you just go out there and you just bowling and the lights are off, there's still some kind of oil on that lane. Thus, the reason why they were sliding around looking like a pack of idiots. Now, when a bunch of dudes come running at you and you're on the side of the lane, you know, the approach where there's no oil, I would have ran out on the lane too. And all of them come running out on the lane behind them, slipping and sliding and looking stupid. Now you done fell all over the lanes. You will fuck that up for anybody that's bowling on it. And you got oil all over your clothes. Who do you think you are, son? Come on, son. It's crazy. But one thing that I will give the baby prop for is he went out there with his hands. He ain't pulling no weapon out. His boys ain't pull out the fucking Draco or the 45 or whatever motherfuckers be carrying. He went at homeboy with his, with his hands. I give him all due respect for that. To me, it would have been better if it had been just y'all too. See what you're about with your hands. Put your, put your hands up, bro. Let's go. You know? But you know, you don't see that anymore. But there's still a part of me that was totally entertained by it. And then there's a part of me that looks at the baby in a new light as if, he's, don't fuck with this guy. Like, he will put hands on you. I don't know if it was behind homeboy's sister I don't know if homeboy said something or not, but I'm going to tell you one thing. When the baby first hit him, if you look at it, he was in retreat mode, y'all. I don't know if the other dudes would come in like, well, they did come like automatically. So like I said, I would have probably hightailed my ass out of there some way, somehow too. But on the initial punch by the baby, he was backing up. He didn't have his hands up like, you know, let's go. And, you know, he's going to sue and all of that old bullshit is going to happen, but... Hey, it is what it is, man. But like I tell y'all, you don't get no, y'all don't get no props. The crew, all of them dudes, whoever's with, with the baby when this went down, who jumped on homeboy, you don't get no props for that. You don't get no points. You don't get no manhood points for jumping on this kid. If this kid had a bunch of dudes with him, and then the dudes start swinging on the baby, and then all of y'all had to start swinging crew against crew, that's fine. Y'all jumped the guy. You don't, nah. 
You don't get no points for that, homeboy. None whatsoever. Like Alvin Kamara and his crew. Y'all know who Alvin Kamara is? He plays for the New Orleans Saints. He's a running back slash receiver because he could do everything. Him and his boys jumped on some dude and stomped him out, broke his orbital bone in his eye. They got Alvin Kamara on tape, another elevator incident, punching this dude like eight times. Y'all don't get no, yo, dog, y'all don't get no props for that, man. There's no points. You don't get manhood points for that. None. You get shit. You get a big fat, come on, son. Are y'all niggas so pussy that all of y'all got to jump on this one dude? After the initial, whoever was the initial guy that punched him in the face, Alvin Kamara comes behind him and punches him and starts punching him. That's pussy shit. You, you're a pussy. He's a pussy. That's pussy shit. If my man punched somebody in the face and it's only one dude, I'm going to see what's going to happen between the dude and my man. I'm not jumping in that. If you was bold enough to punch this nigga in the face, what you need my help for? Y'all handle y'all business like men. Now, if he has a crew and then everybody reacts, then we got to do what we got to do. But y'all are just jumping one dude. Y'all are pussies. Jolly stomping one dude is is the most pussy shit, especially when he's by himself. Come on, y'all. Y'all got to do better than that. The baby's crew, Alvin Kamara's crew, y'all got to do better than that. Got to do better than that. Come on, son, son. If you're looking for an adventure with the family, NerdWallet can help you take the first steps towards making your dream a reality. Start earning points towards a much-deserved trip by using NerdWallet to compare and find credit cards that pack big travel rewards. Because why not turn everyday purchases into an unforgettable experience? And maybe that vacation made you realize you're ready for a place with a bit more space. NerdWallet can help you compare rates to find the smartest mortgage lender for you. And now that you're feeling settled in your new home, wouldn't it be nice to spend less time watching your investments and more time with family? NerdWallet can help you compare and find financial advisors to take the lead on expanding your portfolio while you take the lead on fort building. Whatever you're dreaming of, NerdWallet makes it easy to compare the smartest financial products side by side. Compare and find the smartest financial products for you on NerdWallet. NerdWallet is not an investment advisor nor an investment broker. Information is for educational purposes only. You do it all. Queen, you do it all without breaking a sweat. And you do it all in style. From being a boss executive to Tuesday tennis to the kids' homework, family dinners, lunches, brunches, trips to the vet, and a weekend getaway that's anything but a getaway. That's why Infinity fully reimagined the QX60 to help you conquer it all with ease. Even when you have back-to-back conference calls on top of the kids' orchestra recitals. Not to mention your side hustle. A luxury SUV as functional as it is stylish and as versatile as it is serene. Available features like seating for up to seven passengers, a suite of active safety features, and massaging front seats. Introducing the all-new Infiniti QX60, designed to help you conquer life in style. Now with extremely limited availability, contact your local retailer for inventory information. This Black History Month, McDonald's is kicking off Future 22 
a campaign celebrating 22 leaders of the next generation across the country who are making an impact in their communities right now. The civil rights movement was full of young Gen Z leaders, and the influx of young leaders we're seeing today are all on the road to being just as historical as those in the civil rights movement. They're starting their own organizations, finding ways to empower even more youth and culture. They're taking a stand and speaking out. Now McDonald's is celebrating their efforts and the impact they're leaving on the world. Ever heard of Anya Dillard? She's an 18-year-old activist that started the Next Gen Come Up, a nonprofit that encourages activism and community service. Anya's story is just one of many purpose-filled missions that McDonald's is showcasing. So check it out right now and see plenty of more stories like hers on Instagram at WeAreGolden. Black and Unlimited is a celebration of being whatever we want to be. Black and Unlimited is being black and rock and roll and country singer, black and outdoor adventurer and vegan, black and cosplay fan and comic book lover and cowboy too. And for who we are and anything else we want to explore, there's Walmart. We can pick up a yoga mat to be black and zen, the ingredients we need to be black and vegan, or a skateboard to be black and rad and fearless. For me, black and knocking down pins for another perfect score of 300 at the bowling alley. Yes, you heard me right. I absolutely adore bowling. It started as a hobby, then it grew into a passion of mine. And now if I ever need new bowling gloves or an affordable buffer cloth to shine my customized Ed Lover Bowling, ball, I can easily cop them at my local Walmart right around the corner from my go-to bowling alley. Celebrate all you are. Celebrate being black and unlimited. Feel free and inspired to explore anything and everything that could bring you joy. Right now, there are some African Americans with sickle cell disease who need a blood transfusion every single month just to stay alive. Every single month. And they are more likely to get a compatible match from a donor of the same ethnicity. So please donate, because our blood saves lives. Go to redcrossblood.org slash ourblood. Find out where and what time in your neighborhood now. Come on, son. Get the fuck out here with that corny shit. Speaking of people who need to do better than that, Nelly. Oh, my fucking God. Did y'all see Nelly allegedly, mistakenly uploaded him getting some head to his Instagram stories, and the shit went viral like a motherfucker. And not for a good reason. Not for a good reason. All I'm going to say is, there was a lot of young ladies out there that were saying, now we see why Ashanti ain't go back to you, and Miss Jones didn't go back to you. I'm not... I ain't Lex Steele. I ain't Mandingo. Byron Long, you know, the porno niggas, 10-inch, 11-inch, 12-inch, 14-inch dicks. I'm not those guys. But I'm also not uploading videos of me getting head on social media when a young lady's hand, this is not a, a man's hand is naturally bigger than a woman's hand. Her hand was covering his total penis. Totally. She was giving him sloppy toppy and jerking him at the same time. And Moni, and Moni, not Moni, Nelly is just moaning something awful, which is fucking hilarious. So the top must have been incredible. Right? But they was like, yo, dude ain't packing, yo. He don't, he don't get the eggplant emoji. He don't, he don't get the eggplant emoji. People was killing dude. 
And he was on uh, TMZ when he found out that, that he was trending. He didn't know he was trending. My question is, Gibbard son, how the fuck you mistakenly upload? You can't mistakenly upload somebody something like that to your Insta stories. Yeah, Nelly, you wanted everybody to see you getting head, and then you got embarrassed when you, when you found out that people didn't think the, the women didn't think you had a big dick. That's exactly what happened, bro. Because I would have even went with it more, Nelly, if you just say your phone got hacked. You should have went, your phone got hacked. That's what you should have went with. Who wanna go and take a ride with me? Three women and four wanna go, Jesus, why do feel this way? Must be a little dick. <laughs> Yo, this is Kelly, you dog. And I'm not the one to be commenting on the size of a, another man's penis. All right? I don't claim to have the biggest dick in the world. I don't, I don't say nothing about the size of my penis. Nothing. I don't like to talk about the size of another man's penis. But Nelly, they was dragging the shit out of you, bro. Dragging you, my nigga. Like, you should have just said you got hacked. You shouldn't have came with the bullshit, bro. Shouldn't have came with the bullshit. Oh, I'm mistakenly. You look at the shit, bro. You look dead at the shit before you upload it, Nelly. Come on, son. Fuck out of here with that bullshit. Did y'all see that? Uh, and this is not bullshit, but I just want to say it. Did y'all see that T.I. is starting to do stand-up comedy? And he's not bad. Not bad at all. You can look it up. Just, just put it in any search. It'll be there. I'm proud of Tip. For stepping out and trying something different. He's intelligent enough. It's clear to see when you talk to him, he knows what he's talking about. Now, if he adds some humor to that and it becomes his truth, I can see him doing it. I don't I don't see why he can't do it. Shit, there's a lot of people out there doing it that really ain't all that funny. So why shouldn't T.I. be able to do it? Yeah, congrats to Tip for, for, for stepping out on faith, man. I feel you on that, homeboy. What a way to go. That's what I had to do when I started doing com comedy. I just stepped out on faith, and then it, and it comes after a while, and then you develop it, and then you find your voice. Your voice is what's true to you, and what's true to you is usually funny to other people because it's, it's shared experiences, which, which makes things funny. I talk to older audience. I got jokes about getting my prostate exam done. A lot of men have to do that. You got to get your prostate exam right around 40. And it's only one way they do it. The doctor's sticking his finger up your ass, but y'all got to come see me perform to get the rest of that joke. Okay? My AARP card, when it came, when I turned 50, I had a joke about that. It's, this is real life shit. It happens to a lot of people, you know, as you get older. How I react to things now that I'm older is, is straight a part of my comedy routine. My daughter's having children. It's part of my comedy routine. I talk about it. My grandkids, I, I, I talk about them. It's just real life shit. That's, that's what makes things funny. How men react, what men do when, compared to what women do, how women treat other women compared to how dudes treat dudes. That's all part of my comedy routine. It's all observation, y'all. It's all observation. So big up to Tip. T.I. for stepping out there and doing stand-up comedy, bro. Uh, uh, hopefully, man, you can 
jump on a show together and, and do some damage to a place because I am the least expected person to be funny. And then when I do my shows and then people come see me after the show, they was like, I didn't know you was that damn funny. I knew you was funny, but I didn't know you was that funny. That's the biggest compliment that I get. And I love every minute of it. So if you see my name on a marquee at a comedy club somewhere, please come and support and know that you are guaranteed I am going to fucking make you laugh. Or I'm going to kill myself on that stage trying. Big news just came out. Snoop is now the owner of Death Row Records. I think that's dope. I mean, who else? Nobody else deserves it the way Snoop deserves it. He helped build the damn label. Dre went off and did Aftermath. So why shouldn't Snoop have Death Row now? And I like it. And I like the, the fact that he said, if I'd have had this before, I would have signed Roddy Rich. I would have signed Ty Dollar Sign. I would have signed all the dope shit coming out of L.A. Well, now is your chance, Snoop. Now is your chance to sign all the dope new shit that's coming out of L.A. and make Death Row Records one of the premier labels like it used to be in the 90s, early 2000s. We are looking forward to seeing what kind of work you can do, what kind of artists that you can sign. And I don't think you need to make Death Row just a West Coast label. Sure, go in your own backyard first and see what's out there, but bro, you need to look in Canada. You need to look around the world. You need to look in the South. You need to look up North. You need to look in the Midwest. You need to look everywhere for this up and coming surge of great artists that you can put on Death Row Records. Making it a West Coast thing would be a big mistake. And I'm not saying not to. I said look in your backyard first. But don't just, just you know, if you find somebody and they dope and they're not from the West Coast, don't not sign them. Because they're from the West Coast. Make it a real fucking label, bro. You know, a lot of these labels, they didn't survive because they were a coastal label. They didn't become a real fucking label. Like, to me, LaFace did it extremely well. You know? Death Row can do it extremely well. Bad Boy at a time did it extremely well. Faith Evans, Biggie. 112. You know what I mean? So So Deaf did it extremely well. Brat, Bow Wow, The Jagged Edge. You know what I mean? They had they had variety. And don't be afraid to step into the pop arena either. You know? Don't be afraid of that, man. Come on. Look at your man Akon with, with Lady Gaga. Don't be afraid to touch it, brother. Touch it with all ten fingers. If you find something that's dope and you can find the next Justin Bieber or Adele or Lady Gaga... Or something of that nature. Usher's still getting paid off Justin Bieber. So don't be afraid to touch it. Don't think a Death Row is just a, a West Coast label. Death Row can be an incredible record label for artists from all parts of the world. You have to go international with Death Row records now. It just can't be the W all the fucking time. That's just played out as corny and as old. Just make sure it's for everybody, Snoop. And um, try to find something while you're you there for the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? And go to New Orleans. I mean, Pete put you on and saved you, bro. Go to New Orleans and see who's in New Orleans. Go to Baton Rouge and see who's who's there. Go to Mississippi and get with Juicy J and all them niggas and, and see, you know, go to Texas. I'm quite sure there's some talent there that can use a boost from you. 
And while you're at the Super Bowl, see what you can find, brother, since you own Death Row Records now. Congratulations. That Super Bowl halftime show, I am really looking forward to that. Eminem is on there. Eminem um, is nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and so is a tribe called Quest, which is amazing um, for my neighborhood. That would be three Hall of Famers out of my neighborhood. That would be Run DMC, LL Cool J, and now Tribe Called Quest. That would be fantastic. Eminem is leading the votes right now for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Eminem, Kendrick Lamar's on that show. I'd say he's a future Hall of Famer. Snoop is definitely going to get in the Hall of Fame. Um, Dr. Dre's in the Hall of Fame with NWA, but as a solo artist and producer, he deserves to be there. And the fabulous Miss Mary J. Blige. And it's damn near, well, Eminem is not. We, we, I don't know why people associate Eminem with the West Coast more than they do when he's from Detroit. He's a Midwest cat. He's from Detroit. Okay? We saw Seven Mile. We saw the movie. Dr. Dre just signed him. Um, and Dre is, you know, West Coast cat all day, every day. And then Snoop and Kendrick Lamar, also West Coast artists that have worked with Dr. Dre. But Eminem is from the Midwest, and Mary J. Blige is definitely East Coast and none of that shit matters anymore because they're all amazing, incredible artists. And that's what I like to see. Amazing and incredible artists. And don't think that we forgot NFL, the fuckery, which y'all with your hiring practices, just because you putting some black people on that stage. Don't think we fucking forgot. Okay. And, and the fabulous Mary J. Blige, Love Mary. I've known Mary for a long time now. I know Mary before she got signed. But Mary is going to take that stage and grace us. Don't know what she's going to perform at all, but I know it's, it's going to be huge. And I think a lot of people are looking forward to this halftime show. You only really get 30 minutes for the halftime show. How are you going to... That's what I'm interested in seeing. How Dre, Eminem, Snoop, Kendrick Lamar, and Mary are all going to get they shit off, so to speak, in 30 minutes. That's it. Right? So it's, They ain't got 10 minutes apiece. That would be 50 minutes. They only got 30 minutes. So what are they getting? Six minutes apiece? Six minutes is a long time when you're thinking about a halftime performance. And there have been some great ones. There's been some amazing halftime performances. Not the weekends. No, that was not amazing. But one of them that come to mind is, is of course, the Janet Jackson joint was incredible until the nipple slippage. Michael Jackson's shit was incredible. Prince's shit was incredible. There have been some forgettable, and I think this is going to be an unforgettable halftime performance. I think this is going to go down in the annals of greatest halftime performances of all time. And I heard... I, I certainly, in my heart of hearts, hope so. I'm going to take a short break. And when I come back, Mary J. Blige's brand new album comes out on Friday, the day before my birthday. And I had an opportunity to speak to the fabulous Miss Mary J. Blige. This is Come On, Son, the podcast. What up? This is Mayno. Come on, son. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Welcome back to Come On, Son, the podcast. 
I was going to do this whole episode about Mary J. Blige, but there was so much shit going on with Ghostface and then the baby and then Snoop and then the halftime. Mary, I'm going to do a whole podcast about you and I'm going to give you your flowers. The first song Mary says she's ever heard herself on is Do For Me by Father MC when she's singing background vocals. Please play me a little bit of that. Thank you very much. Mary's song, You Remind Me, was on the Who's the Man soundtrack, which is a movie Dre and I starred in that came out in 1993. Please play a little bit of that. I just had to let you know, so I had to sing it. With you, boy, I don't know. And the way you walk and the way you talk and the way you move and you remind me of you do of the way you dress and the way you dance and you really like to do it. You remind me, you remind me. Probably Mary's biggest record pop crossover record was a record that was actually written by her brother. Her brother wrote the lyrics. And that record was produced by Dr. Dre. See the correlation? Halftime show, Dr. Dre, Mary J. Blige. And it's called Family Affair. Please play me a little bit of Family Affair. Thank you. And now, without any further, 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 further ado, here is my recent conversation with the fabulous Mary J. Blige. Come on, son. That's my shit, son. Hey, folks. It's a, it's an honor and a privilege right now to sit here and talk to my to probably the absolutely my favorite favorite female artist of all time, man. And, and and the person that I'd be honored to say that I'm very familiar with, the fabulous Miss Mary J. Blige. Hey, Mary. Hey, Ed. How are you, darling? I'm good. How you doing? Good. Uh, first of all, I want to say thank you for the early Christmas present, because Good Morning Gorgeous comes out February 11th, the day before my birthday. That's what oh, I'm talking about. Wow. Early birthday presents. Well, happy birthday, Aquarius. <laughs> thank you, my sister. Thank you, my sister. Um, is this album number one? Because I was doing my research on you. Some people say 14, some people say 15, studio album. I, I think it's 15. Yeah, so what would Mary J. Blige from studio album number 15 tell Mary J. Blige from What's the 411? Man, I, I don't think she could tell that Mary anything because that Mary wasn't listening to, to nobody. <laughs> definitely ain't taking this Mary's advice. <laughs> <laughs> really, like that's 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 a real answer because I please as knucklehead as I was back then. 
Mary, do you do you remember that you were supposed to do Who's the Man? I, I remember doing, I remember the song being in there, You Don't Have to Worry. Yeah, but you were actually supposed to, to do um, Amazing Grace in the movie. Oh, I remember that, but I don't know what happened with that. That was the old Mary. <laughs> right, she probably was like, uh, negative. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> Absolutely. So how, because you, you know, for a long time, for a lot of time, people don't know that you actually write a lot of your own material or you co-write. How has your songwriting writing ability changed over the years? I'm writing, I'm, I'm still writing songs and, and um, I, I co-write with people, you know, because a lot of people have, you know, a lot of interesting things that I would actually say, you know, mm -hmm. and, and collaborate with. So it's, it's, it's still the same. It's still the same. It's the same. It's, how, how's your process on picking music? Because I know there's a lot of people, you're Mary J. Blige, so a lot of people going to come, I got a song for you, I have this for you. What is your process of choosing music for your albums? Right, it has to relate to me. It has to be, it has to really be relatable to me. I have to understand it. And it has to be real. It has to be something I'm dealing with or something I, I know about. And not just some old, just singing a song just to be singing it. What, what's in the vault? Because... People don't realize that when you make an album, you make a lot of music. And then you guys sit down with your team or you choose what's going to be on an album. What's in that vault? The, out the songs that didn't make the Mary J. Blige albums. How many is that? I have a lot of, oh, for, for some amazing stuff that didn't make this album. Um, a, a lot of great, a lot of amazing stuff. Uh, yeah. And it's, it was tough letting them songs like not make the album. But Sometimes we just gotta do what we gotta do. We we have, okay. to, do what we have to do. So this is this this album is your label, correct? Yes. And and three my partners three hundred. Okay. And what's it like being a boss? So what's the difference between being on like Uptown and having Andre and Puff and, and different ARs than now this is Mary's project on Mary's label with three hundred? The difference is you you really make the decisions on your own, all of them. Every single thing, there's nobody else with their two People can give their two cents, but at the end of the day, it's what you say that's going to stand, period. Period, 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 period. No one's picking their favorite song, like my favorite song is going on here. No, it's, no this is what I want it to be. And you get all the publishing. <laughs> <laughs> that's a big part of it, right? That's Lord. Mary, were you able to go back now that, that you've been successful, a lot of Grammy Awards, number one hits, all of this stuff, were you able to go back and buy your master's back? No, I wish. That's in the process. Maybe, maybe one day, maybe one day. I would love to see you own your own master's because like, just like you said, publishing is where, it's where the real money at. That's where the longevity is at in your music. Yeah, one day when, yeah, that, that may happen. And congratulations on your NAACP award for best supporting actress for a power book two. And you playing Monet Tahada. How much of a Monet is Mary? <laughs> How much you think? <laughs> I, I know. I'm asking the questions that the people ask me to ask. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's this 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 it's a given. Like there's a lot, there's a lot of me in there, you know. Um, mm -hmm. that's why it, it looks so natural because it is natural. Um, it's a lot of stuff I, ho I hold back from the public that they don't know about that I just give to Monet and let her just spaz and do everything she, she's going to do with it.
Well, you're doing a fantastic job, Mary. We all love you and we're proud of you. Now I got to get to my wife's question because you know my wife loves you crazy. My wife makes me buy damn near everything you wear on power. Okay, damn near. I said damn near within my budget restraints, okay? How much influence do you have in picking that wardrobe? Because, girl, you be wearing some fierce stuff on there. Oh, every single thing I wear, I agree to wearing it. The the stylists, they bring the the racks of clothes in. I say Uh that, you know, sometimes they try to force me to wear stuff. I'm like, nope, this is what I want to do. So everything is just, is all me agreeing. Yes. And you're doing it, sister. I tell you 100%. Congratulations on this new album, album number 15, or whatever number album it is, because you got so many, then you count the compilations and then the live albums. And, well, we love you, man. And I just want to tell you, you, we still right here in the heart with you all day, every day. We ride or die with Mary for sure. Thank you, Ed. Thank you so much. I love you, sis. Take care of yourself, you right? Good seeing right. you. Always. Okay. Come on, son. That is going to do it for this week's podcast of Come On, Son, the podcast. Y'all keep God first. Everything else will fall into place. I'll talk at you, with you, to you, and about you next week. Thank you to Super Producer Krista. Thank you to my man, Super Producer Cam P, for all they help in editing and inspiration and, and finding music and just everything that y'all do for this podcast. It is greatly appreciated. Thank you to all the sponsors of the podcast. Thank you to Gary C for always making sure those commercials are right. We appreciate y'all and especially you, the listener, for listening to Come On Son, the podcast. There's no way that I could do this podcast if you weren't listening. So I thank you so deeply from the bottom of my heart for listening to my podcast and responding to my podcast and giving me feedback on my podcast each and every week. Before I go, I would just like to say, fuck you, Joe Rogan. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Watch your mouth, white boy. Okay, because there's only so many times we're going to be called nigger before you're going to find a foot up your motherfucking ass. No cap. Ed Lover, come on, son. The podcast. And I'm gone. Who do you think you are, son? Come on, son. This Ed Lover podcast is being done in conjunction with Cigars International. Make sure you check out CigarsInternational.com for all your cigar needs. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced, engineered, and edited by Cam Quotes and Krista Hayes. Recorded out of Atlanta, Georgia, this is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast brought to you by Ed Lover. Be sure to check out the return of Come On, Son, the web series exclusively on Patreon. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.